the, the liver is a very unique um, organ because it has a, it has a relatively, a relatively yeah. resistant nature and it can regenerate. So um, what yeah. this virus does is that it keeps attacking it. It's another weekend, another amazing Saturday, and I'm still right here on the show, Held Away with Asosa. My name is Asosa Iyagwaye, and I'm your host, as usual. <laughs> so I hope your week has been going on amazingly. This Saturday, we're not going anywhere. I'm still here, and I'm still bringing you Held Away, as usual. And on today's show, um, I'm going to be talking, this time, not alone, but with someone else. Thank God. Praise the Lord. <laughs> You're not going to get just my voice alone. Alright, and this time around we're going to be talking about um, a very interesting topic. Like I always say, and this time it's about hepatitis. Um, I don't know if you have been following the um, online and physical campaigns for this week. It has been on hepatitis. Because the 28th of this month was actually World Hepatitis Day, a day to create awareness about hepatitis. And this show isn't left out. We're still going to join in raising awareness. And that's why this time around, I had to bring in a very special guest who's going to, you know, put us through all we need to know, the basics at least about hepatitis. And well, for today's show, we're going to focus really on the theme of this World Hepatitis Day which is finding the missing millions. So what do we mean when we say missing millions? Who are those that are missing? And those that are missing are actually those who do not know their status and they are actually positive for any of the hepatitis viruses. So, but, well, you're going to learn more as we progress on the show. So as usual, just stick with me. Do not end the podcast right now. Just stick around with your headphone and I'm sure you're going to learn a lot, okay? All right, see you. Okay, um, thank you, Marvelous, for joining me on today's episode of Healthy Waves with Esosa. I'm really grateful, and um, I've already informed our listeners about today's um, topic, which is hepatitis, and um, today we'll be focusing on testing. Okay, we all know that the thing for this year's World Hepatitis Day is finding the missing millions. And in finding the missing millions, of course, we have to raise awareness and there has to be like more and more testing so people can know their status and do the necessary get. So that is what we'll be focusing on, on today's episode. So thank you very much for joining me. And for the sake of our listeners, please, you can just go ahead to tell us more about you as a way of introduction. Thank you very much, Esosa. It's really a pleasure um, to be here today. My name is Marvelous Igbefer. I'm a 500-level student of Medilab Science, University of Benin. And I'll be sharing with you um, some few th- tips about hepatitis. Okay. All right. So before we go ahead, could you just share how you've been, you know, coping and faring this period, this pandemic season okay uh, it's really been tough kind of 
up and down and initially there was that fear about the, the virus because in the news and all over the internet you heard about how a lot of persons were getting infected and the amount of fatality so initially there was that fear but um, recently now I, I think i can come out that uh, it's, it's not as bad as before and uh, that, okay. that, that's what i see so at least you can go out but you know with the right measures yes yes bring your face masks and always with your sanitizer right that's that's cool all right so i'm going straight into like discussion for today could you like give us an overview about hepatitis about what it is okay yeah. so i'll just um, simply say that hepatitis is an inflammation of the liver like an enlargement of the liver and it can be caused by several things but most commonly it's caused by a viral infection um, another cause of hepatitis can be um, taking taking too much alcohol but we'll dwell majorly on the viral infection and there are five main strains of hepatitis virus we have a b c and d but um, the predominant ones are B and C because they cause chronic diseases in hundreds of millions of people and together they are the most common cause of liver cirrhosis, cancer and liver hepatitis related deaths. So we'll dwell majorly on those two today. And I'll just give you a brief um, statistics. About 305 million people are living with viral hepatitis B and or c and for most testing and treatment re remains beyond reach wow. now there are about 900 and 900 deaths per year caused by only hepatitis b virus and only about 10 percent of people living with hepatitis b and 19 percent of people living with hepatitis c know their hepatitis status and that's amazing then another important fact um, i'll just Chipping it that only 42% of children globally have access to birth dose of hepatitis B virus. Now, we'll, later we will understand the importance of hepatitis B, um, sorry, B vaccine. Yes, sorry, I'll, I'll, come, I'll come again. I said only about 42% of children globally have access to or birth dose of hepatitis B vaccine. Now, I will explain um, later on why it is important um, that okay. children get vaccinated for hepatitis B. Okay. Well, thank you for sharing that with us. Um, based on my own knowledge, I know that hepatitis, we've been hearing a lot about hepatitis lately, and it's really good for us to like raise awareness about it. All you've said right now is true, it's correct. Hepatitis is like the inflammation of the liver and of course, it can be caused by so many factors, as you just mentioned, and I'm sure that our listeners are, you know, following through. So, but aside, you know, what we've been hearing, all the campaigns, the online um, awareness and all that, could you share it more from your angle? Because I know that you're a med lab science student, and of course, we've been talking about testing. You guys are the ones, like, handling this testing, so could you share your own experiences as you know a scientist has there been you know an upsurge in the lab with the test and everything could you share from that angle okay so um from my own experience 
and I I have noticed that in our environment there are lots of people who do not know their status. Now, according to the World Health Organization, it is compulsory for people that are donating blood um, to patients to um, have to go through hepatitis B and C testing. So you find out that many people come um, in the hope to donate blood and they find out that they are hepatitis B positive or C positive. And um, as you can see, a lot of people, the large majority of people do not know their status. And funny enough, the test to know if you are positive or negative, the test that you have to carry out is not so expensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, like many people might fear, it's not so expensive. You can just um, go to a laboratory and ask them that you want to do hepatitis B testing or hepatitis C testing. Just the same way you go to the laboratory to seek to do HIV testing. You can go to the laboratory and ask and they would um, carry out that test for you. For the hepatitis mm-hmm. B, you what we check is the hepatitis B surface antigen testing. And um, for the hepatitis C, we also check for um, antibodies to um, hepatitis, hepatitis C virus, that's anti-HCV. And that can be done routinely in the laboratory. Okay. I may not know what antibodies, what we mean by antibodies. So I think in the main language, you can just like describe it as, you know, um, substances or cells rather in the body that help to rid of um, infections yeah. and diseases. Is that, yeah, yes, I think exactly. is that uh, fair enough? So um, what we, we are checking for the antibodies. Okay. We check for the antibodies that are fighting against because your body would naturally react against this virus. Um, so we'll check for that antibodies. And there are some very unique things about these two virus. Um, that I would like to share. And for the hepatitis B, we have the chronic okay. and we have the um, acute hepatitis B. Now, for for the usually when you when you test positive for hepatitis B, your um, doctor will ask you to go and do for that test to detect if it is acute or if it is chronic. Chronic, and that will help him um, treat you further. For the acute, what we do is that we check, we still check for that hepatitis B surface antigen. If that's positive, then we would also do um, a further testing, hepatitis B core antigen, HBCAG, and that, that would also have to be positive too. Then lastly, um, hepatitis B, um, BE antigen, that would, um, if that is serologically positive, then it should indicate that this individual has high um, infectivity. That means it can, um, that individual can easily transmit this hepatitis. And that is very critical for pregnant women. Now, if um, a pregnant woman woman has um, a high viral load of hepatitis B, what they can do, what the doctor can do is to give anti- um, prophylaxis. Um, I lost you, Shamai. Could you um, go on with the pregnant woman again? Lady who has a high um, viral load for hepatitis B. What can be done to prevent the child from mm. um, 
um, contracting this hepatitis is to give antiprophylaxis, um, antiviral prophylaxis um, to the pregnant woman, to the pregnant woman, and okay. also the child will have to be given the hepatitis vaccine. So there is vaccine for hepatitis B. It is readily av available in many of our health institutions, and for especially for health workers, we need to get vaccinated mm -hmm. because we are exposed to these things on a daily basis. So we should get vaccinated. And for um, for the uh, for those who are not positive, who are negative for hepatitis B, they should also um, do well to get vaccinated. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much. Um, while you were speaking, I made note of like two points which I'd like to add. The first one, you made mention of the cost of um, hepatitis B and C testing being, you know, um, not um, so expensive. So could okay. you just give a range? But for you could you could get tested for hepatitis B or C um, within that range. Okay. Thousand error, eight thousand five hundred or two thousand error. Okay, all right. Okay, thank you very much. You also, you know, when you were speaking, you mentioned the fact that most people that come to your laboratory that um, end up testing for hepatitis B and C, most of them do so maybe as a way of donating blood. That's before, as part of the requirements before donating blood, if I'm correct, right? So, well, don't you think like, in as much as that um, enables people to get tested, don't you think? that's not really a good um, you know approach for people to actually get tested don't you think like people should on their own you know, want to get tested or what other um, incentives or alternatives you feel can make people want to get tested on their okay. own without um, really having to what, um, the world health organization is trying to do um, and even um, the hepatitis the world health hepatitis organization they're trying to do to um, make to publicize um, this disease and get people to get to know about it and um, that's what push them just the same way they find people going on their own without uh, because of the publicity that is uh, available for HIV people go about and get tested for HIV now with this sort of um, enlightenment yeah. people can um, now walk walk up to the lab to a request to be tested for hepatitis B or C. So I think we just need to do more publicity. Mm. Okay, and thank and you. Education. More awareness. Okay, all right, that, that's good. Um, well, you've said a lot, and to be honest, you've like handled the major um, um, topic area for today, which is on testing, you know, the different parameters for testing um, and all that and why people should get tested and of course how they can get tested you know by going to the labs the laboratory or the clinics and all that so that's that's very good um but when you were also speaking um i just want us to now touch a few other areas aside testing now so that we can um, gain more understanding about hepatitis you mentioned something about acute and um, like chronic hepatitis, I think when you were speaking on hepatitis B. So, but what do you really mean by acute okay. and um, chronic? No, the, the liver is a very unique um, organ. 
because it has a it has a relatively relatively yeah. resistant nature and it can regenerate so um what this virus does is that it keeps attacking it now chronic means prolong and acute means um immediate or brief so um for for chronic okay. hepatitis hepatitis b because there, there, there's chronic hepatitis b and there's acute hepatitis b there's also chronic hepatitis c and acute hepatitis c now i'll just uh, mention a few things about this um chronic and acute hepatitis b um for for, for acute hepatitis b there's there's really no treatment for for it or you can just manage um you can manage it and then you have to avoid some unnecessary medications like acetamine um, acetaminophenol um that's um, paracetamol yes yes you need to that's avoid it because that's um, as you know them taking too much um dose of a paracetamol can um further damage the liver then you have to also yeah. avoid um taking alcohol or reduce your intake of alcohol that's if you have acute hepatitis b then for chronic there's actually a medication mm. there are antiviral agent that can be uh, um, taken that to to treat hep um, chronic hepatitis b and uh, let me just go further to explain what you mean by um, chronic and acute for chronic chronic you, you do not necessarily see symptoms immediately. It's have to take about two decades, 20 years before um, the manifestation begins to occur. But for acute, acute, you can, okay. the, the symptoms can be seen within weeks or months. So that, that's just a major difference between those, those two. Mm -hmm. Right. Thank you so much. Um, I think um, at this point, I'll just share some of my own knowledge on the topic on hepatitis. So, um, well, you know, um, Marvelous mentioned earlier about, um, you know, different categories of hepatitis. We have up to, from A to E, that's hepatitis A, B, C, D, and E. So, but we've, we've like dwelled a lot on, you know, hepatitis B and C. So, but I'll just talk briefly about hepatitis A. Yeah, just that. So from what I know, I know that, okay, hepatitis A is um, mainly common in low and middle income countries, you know, like Nigeria, most countries in Africa, actually. And it's as a result of, um, you know, contaminated food, contaminated water, you know, fecal materials, majorly just because of poor hygiene. So, but with, you know, proper sanitation, proper hygiene, you can easily weed it off and you know prevent it so that's why i know about hepatitis a and then it's also i also um, make mention of some symptoms of this hepatitis because you know we've been talking about um some of them their symptoms don't really um, are not really pronounced while some of them their symptoms are pronounced but we've not really talked about symptoms so but some of those symptoms could be um weakness could be fever it could be um the one that's really very striking is the is the dark um, colored stool and also jaundice which is like yellow coloring of the eyes okay but most of the time you know these symptoms only um, most of them manifest you know when 
the um, hepatitis has progressed to you know a very um, critical stage. So um, yeah. So, but this does not um, weight up the fact that we need to get tested as often as um, as we can. All right. So that's about the symptoms of hepatitis. Then also how to prevent these hepatitis, like he has also mentioned, preventing alcohol is very important, you know, um, staying off, um, you know, some kind of medications, of course, especially when you're diagnosed with um, acute um, hepatitis, hepatitis B. So some of those medications, as I mentioned, like too much paracetamol, um, there's also another one. I think it's a drug used for preventing vomiting. You know, for instance, promethazine and the other one. So most of this, your doctor will most likely explain to you or your pharmacist you know, when you've been diagnosed. So yeah, I think those are just you know, a few things that I wanted to add. And also there's, I think malaria is one that is usually transmitted, you know, due to men-to-men sex okay, and all that. Um, Which of them is that? is A and um, E because they are fecal aura. So... And that's that. Then I'll, I'll let, me, let me just mention some other few um, things about if we have, if we still have time for hepatitis D. For hepatitis D, um, it's only prevalent in people who already have hepatitis B. So it's it only replicates in the presence of hepatitis B. So to prevent that, all you just need to do is to get um, vaccinated for hepatitis B. You can then prevent um, infection with hepatitis D, and for hepatitis D, it um, increases or the the progression of damage of um, liver of the liver due to hepatitis B. So it will just increase the progression instead of it taking about twenty years, it can reduce it to about ten years. Then um, hepatitis C, it's uh, hepatitis okay. E, is true. Um, fecal oral roots, just like hepatitis A. Okay. Alright. Okay, so I think right now we can just wrap up. Um, a few things you said that I'll just want to like buttress or, you know, place recommendations on. You talked about the vaccines for children against hepatitis B and then antiviral prophylaxis for pregnant women. So, so our listeners out there, if you um, know anyone who's pregnant or you're pregnant yourself, be um, you know informed about the need to um, you know get this prophylaxis medication against hepatitis and always ensure that your um, infant is vaccinated against hepatitis B. All right, and um, generally, I would just want to you know advocate for more vaccines to be available especially in this part of the world and you know more treatment and um, more medications you know for people in this part of the world in a way that is affordable yeah. and yeah accessible so okay. yeah thank you very um, much the major issue i've, I've noticed it's okay for hepatitis c there is a treatment for hepatitis c but the issue there is that it is quite expensive so i, I would call upon the government and other well-meaning Nigerians to um, seek for ways to make it readily available to people and and if the cost of treatment can reduce mm-hmm. greatly then a lot of people will have access to the treatment for the TTC. Okay. 
All right. Thank you so much, Marvelous, for joining us today. I'm very grateful. It's my pleasure, thank you so really. much for thank your you time. Thank you very much for having me. <laughs> Bye-bye. Yes, guys, that was it with Mr. Marvelous Gigbe Fume, a 500-level medical laboratory science student. Okay? It was, I'm very sure, like, you found it really useful and that you learned something new, at least one thing new from our discussion today. Alright, so once again, I'm very grateful, guys, for taking our time to listen to my episode today. I'm sure you know so much about pathitis now. As usual, if you have any reactions at all about today's episode, feel free to reach out to me. I'm so very much open to your comments, your reactions. If you'd like to be a guest on my show, feel free. I'll be so glad to have you on my show. So, guys, thank you so much once again. And, yeah, thank you. And that brings us to the end of this episode of Healthy Ways with Asosa. I do hope you enjoyed listening. If you'd like to send in your comments, questions, or reactions, or you'd like to get featured in our coming episodes, please send a message through the links attached to this episode's description or send an email to healthywaveswithasosa at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and see you in the next episode.